0: good
1: do we just get started how does this work
0: (laughs) hello everybody and welcome to mike white was robbed the hot take podcast with even hotter guests um i'm naomi but more importantly i'm joined today by uh not only a friend but a phenomenon an icon a a legend in his own right it is the ari ferrari ari how is it going how are you doing
1: I'm doing great on this beautiful, sunny day. I'm coming in here. It's super hot over the summer in New York City. We've got the fans blasting. We're away from the office so we can get near the AC. And I'm coming in with a take so hot. I ran a poll on Rob as a podcast in February of 2021. And 72% of the audience said no. They said no to my hot take.
0: It's going to be good. And I also just ran a Twitter poll which is still going, so we'll check in on that a little bit. We're already 50 votes in like 30 minutes, so very exciting. So all right, explain to us the take of the take.
1: Well, you know what, how about before we even get to the take, before we get into the poll and the results, Survivor is about resumes. So let's talk about my resume. Let's talk about the back of my baseball card. Who? <laughs> what is the credibility of the person behind this microphone? So, you know, people call me Ari Ferrari AP. I have different names, multiple uh, sets of people. But for for what I bring to the table, I have 15 years of experience in the sport industry, Mm. starting off as a lonely intern at St. John's University. We are St. John's. Let's go Red Storm. I was responsible for selling and marketing softball. Uh, women's basketball and just like other random events the Big East tournament was something I was responsible for in terms of sales and marketing I I then go overseas I'm working for a pro rugby team in England I start out my professional career working for a historically bad a hundred loss baseball team but I got to uh, oh and by the way started that during the 2008 financial crisis. So uh, I'm asking people to give me money for literally the least important product that they can buy. (laughs) I know how to make a random Tuesday in the middle of summer feel real special. I worked all-star games, World Series, and (laughs) what I've learned in the past decade and a half that all these billions of dollars and all the millions of the players who earn and make and all the costs and everything that goes along with sports – it boils down to one thing, one word: community. Mm. So before we go on, anything I missed, Naomi?:
0: No, I, first of all, I think you are that 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 last line is so perfect to the core of what we're going to talk about today, But if anybody doesn't believe that you are a valuable asset to any team's marketing uh, marketing team, they're sorely mistaken.
1: And no one's made that mistake more than once. So uh, let's let's get to it. So the simple question is survivor a sport. Let's go back to that poll February 5th, 2021. Let's go back in time, Naomi. Let's take away that. 72% of the audience said no. Notable no's people we know in the community, Mike Bloom, Jordan Kalish, Puya, our good old friend Robin all said no, survivor, not a sport very, very small number of people said, yes, 5%. That's all we got. But you know what? There was another part of it. There's 23% that said, Survivor's a game. I'm talking to them. I want to talk to those people. Those are the Mm. people we can actually bring in. Let's see if we can sell them on this.
0: Sell them down the river?
1: (laughs) No, we're not selling anything. They're buying.
0: They're buying. (laughs) Um, It's a great take. It reminds me a lot of... um, you know it's a little bit different but I remember in in high school there was a big debate going around about whether cheerleading was a sport and at the time I was like well it's a competition but it's not a sport now I'm I'm firmly in the camp of like fuck it anything can be a sport like what in what like why are sports in such a high regard that like we can't be like cheerleading isn't a sport like why are we so uppity about what can and can't be a sport you know I'm, I'm bringing sports to the masses in any way, shape, or form.
1: And and the big thing about sports, right, there's the competition aspect of it, the athleticism. Uh, but ultimately, I think what really boils down to why we watch the competitiveness of the NBA, pro sports, the Olympics, mm. there's always one winner. At the end, there's only one winner that ends up standing, whether it's a team or an individual or a gold medal. Ultimately there's only one winner to this that you can stamp your name. This is the champion of the season this is the champion of this game. And this is the, yeah. w- this is the one we're going to honor for the next couple of months and the ones we try to replicate and, and copy. So um, really the only thing that kept coming up in that poll, there weren't many responses objecting to it. But one thing that consistently kept coming up is Survivor's inconsistency. And to that, I say all sports are inconsistent. All sports mm-hmm. have uh, rules that we're making up along the way. So mm. why don't we just start out with, the, the actual comparisons, right? How do you even get drafted onto a team? Uh, Naomi, are you a sports fan at all?
0: So my sports fandom goes as far as my willingness to make my father proud of me. So, like, it's not that I enjoy sports particularly. Um, I do. I was, you know, screening my head off at the Chiefs versus the Bills the other year. Uh, but – to me, sports is like a lot of nothing around a lot of interesting. Like there, there are kernels. It's like a pistachio, right? You got to do all that work to get into the exciting part of, of the, the situation. Um, but I will say that I did play softball for a long time as a kid, um, and I was not very good at it. I know the vague world of sports, right? We're mostly a hockey team. My brother played hockey. I sat, I sat in a lot of ice rinks as a kid. Um, but am I a sports fan anymore? I couldn't say that I am.
1: But you've uh, you have experience playing. Yeah, you didn't like it. You want you've you've watched it before. I'm sure yeah. uh, you don't like sitting there. However, the one thing that brings you there is some family bonding. That is literally the whole idea of sports, right? We talk about all the challenges that we're overcoming, all the perseverance. When you watch a sporting event from beginning to end, there are countless stories of. All all the obstacles that uh, the starting pitcher had to overcome, whether it's a family thing, maybe it's something recent, like an injury or a, or a loss of a family member. Does that not sound very sim- similar, very familiar to some of the stories that we got out over a span of 39 days?
0: You know, it's it's funny. I think that people forget how much storytelling is involved in sports. Like, when you watch, like, sports promos, it'll be like, The eight and no team is taking on the like underdogs. Like, there's so much storytelling in sports marketing, and so much storytelling in a player's career and a player's like path to the finals, path to the World Series, whatever. Like, there is always story around sports. Um, and and it's funny, I'm sure we'll get into this. Like, sports is very similar to Survivor in that it is all happening in the moment but like people are concocting the story around what occurs.
1: Starting with, and you know what? I think the biggest mistake anyone makes, because one take I'm always hearing about professional athletes is that they're naturally gifted. They're so lucky, but it's not true, right? They have years from the moment they're 10, 12 years old, training, practicing, minutes, days, hours, years after years of just trying to either hit the ball with a stick or trying to get the ball into a hoop or... Trying to throw the ball over to, to, to your good old pal downfield, whatever it is, right? Everyone makes the mistake that the the, the whole journey starts when the cameras are on. Uh, the whole journey starts when it's opening pitch or the first pitch. That's not true, right? The moment it's not, it doesn't even start the moment you get drafted or you get picked. Like every every pro athlete, every kid dreams about getting drafted. What is that, right? That's that's the whole casting process, right? You submit your video. You tell them what you're all about. If you don't think for a second that these professional teams aren't quizzing you, getting to know your family, getting to know everything about you, your process, what you invest in, who you hang out with, what you're all about, then you just you definitely don't understand sports because that is the entire point of these NBA drafts, NFL drafts, all these sporting drafts that are get to know or the people on the field. So how is that any similar from casting what you're bringing to the table? The only difference is in sports, you always get to shake hands or like do an awkward hug with with the commissioner of the sports league and you snap some photos. You don't do that with Jeff Probes, but uh, you do get your shout out in the beginning of the show. Right. You get to say how excited you are. You get to have your little press release, the microphone right in front of you. And you'd say uh, how much it means to you to have your feet uh, placed onto the sand.
0: I mean, literally, if you look at, like, the Second Chance's, like, live cast announcement, that feels like an NFL draft. Like, Jeff Probst being like, you're going to freaking Cambodia. (laughs) Get on the boat. And everyone's, like, you know, getting a hat, putting on the hat, like, taking a photo and then getting out of there. Like, it feels exactly like it.
1: And and talk about storylines that, that transcend year after year, right? We got the grizzly veterans coming back after a hiatus. Oh, can they still throw a fat? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it just really resonates with, uh, with what's happening. And I feel like ultimately Survivor just started out as one thing. It's a TV show. Uh, reality, however, I, I feel like it's just an institution at this point, right? H- how many times are are we going to talk about the families that share this experience with, uh, like, watching the show from eight o'clock for that one hour? They are, you know, trying to bring attention to those life lessons and and not giving up and all those challenges you go through. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think a lot of those themes really, really just resonate. So, uh, mo- moving on to other things that uh, that I really want to tackle in terms of w- why people think. Survivors is inconsistent when it actually matches other sports. Another thing I really want to bring up is like the arena, the survivor arena. What is it? Right. It's a beach. It could be a lagoon, a pond. We've been everywhere. We've been we've been in Fiji for such a long time that we kind of forgotten that we've also had some dry lands. We've had rainforests. And I like to compare that a lot to baseball. Uh, Hmm. basketball football really very regulation you 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 set the whole court the whole playing field based on very specific set of parameters baseball is very unique yankee stadium is completely different than city field
0: i was just so i went to a mets game recently and then i was watching uh my boyfriend is a from massachusetts and has been tormenting me recently with the 2004 yankees loss to the red sox uh just like watching back the entire game on youtube and it is crazy how different baseball fields are from one another. How one field has, like, a dip in, like, right field where it's, like, right field's, like, like a good couple of feet shorter than left field. Like, it's crazy. And nobody cares. Nobody cares if, like, the fa- – like, it's it's fascinating to me. Like, when some places have, like, turf versus other places just have sand. And it's like, wait, how are we okay with this? I also – I just have to sidetrack to say that I love that um, part of, like, baseball is, like, there was something where, like, they the catcher waited for the ball to go from fair foul, foul to back to fair, and he grabs the ball, and then he tags the bladder, and he's out. And you're just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, it's crazy that that is just allowed in baseball, but it totally is. Like, baseball is one of those sports where you're like, this is so fucking goofy. I love it.
1: It's very technical, and and there there are things like that play where because the ball cannot pass the base before it's declared fair or foul, in that little chalk line you can only pick it up while it's a quote unquote fair ball. Then you can tag out the batter. Otherwise, it doesn't even count. Just small technicalities, right? Um, and and going back to to the field. There are games where you can play and, and clobber a, a pitch and it's a home run. But if you do the same exact thing somewhere else, it's just a long out and you were no more successful than the guy that like struck out on three pitches. Congrats, you guys did the same exact job even though the state it's just the stadium's a little bit bigger. Yep. And yep. and to that, there's the whole point of home field advantage. It was known around the Chicago Cubs. Wrigley field that they never cut the grass why do they do that so whenever they hit the ball it would roll really slow that way the defensive players wouldn't be able to pick up the ball a lot quicker so using the home field they're able to screw over the away team because they know how to work it Uh, the opposing team for the Boston Red Sox does not know how to maneuver the the green monster of Fenway Park because they're not there all the time So the arenas are different. The beaches are different. And I like to, I like to just compare it where, uh, the chat, that means the challenges are different. That means, uh, what you'll be successful in will be different depending on whether you are in a, in a Brazilian highlands or (laughs) deep in the Amazon.
0: I mean, think about like golf, like golf, no golf course is the same, right? Absolutely none is the same. And that's also like part of understanding the course and knowing where you're going and adapting to whatever is happening. You can hit the ball deep in the fucking trees and that's just your problem now. Like there is no regulation. Like there are rules just that like there are rules to survivor, but the regulations are sort of like, it's, you're at the mercy of whoever decides
1: and and if you're really lucky, you might have to play a game of Survivor in uh, in, in the African uh, in the African lands when there's a fucking lion five feet away from you. Or Baseball just has cats. Coach Jimmy Johnson might be five feet away from you. You never know. <laughs> All right, and so I, I think uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more about like the rule changes. I think this is one thing that really stands out. Everyone's always talking about how. Survivor can't be a sport. No one knows what the rules are. The rules are twists, that's all they are. And let me tell you something, if you follow sports, you will know that every season, not only do the do the players, the, the referees don't even know what a catch is in football they use really fun, vague terms like a football move and no one can actually define what that means. And so what happens is you're, you're watching this very important game with uh, with money on the line yeah. and you're watching inch by inch replay of what defines a, a football move. So if the rules of a catch are changing, if the rules of a penalty are changing, how is that any different from, we've got some twists.
0: I feel like to say that, Like, oh, the rules are evolving. Like, that is literally how all sports work, is that people do things that are either declared, like, not cool or need to be regulated, and then they go, okay, let's regulate it. Like, baseball is not the same as when it was invented. Basketball is not the same as when it was invented. None of the – like, hockey is not the same as when it was invented. These rules are changing all of the time. At the end of the day, it's a competition about who wins and who loses. If the rules change, it's to benefit, you know, how the game operates. Like, is that not what Survivor is doing to change how the game operates a little bit?
1: Brilliant point on the rules changing. In baseball, it used to be a point where the mound, uh, they changed the height of the mound. So what What happened there? All right. So now that the mound's a little bit higher, the pitchers were throwing harder. It was coming at a different angle. And guess what happened? All the hitters struggled. And you don't think that all the fans out there didn't have opinions about this stuff? Of course they did. Oh,
0: fans had opinions? Sorry. Oh, I was so blown away by that. <laughs>
1: And, you know, continuing on into yeah. this, right, I feel like a uh, part of twists, I I love comparing the tribe swaps to mm. any trade in sports. It's happened all the time where there is literally a player playing on a, the Yankees, for example, and he gets traded to, to the other dugout. So within minutes, now he's competing against the people that he, he had been living with for the past year, the, the people he'd been training that's with so, for the past couple hilarious. of months. And now. I got to get rid of you. I got to win. I got to strike you out. I got to hit a home run. I got to tackle the shit out of you. (laughs) That's so
0: fucking funny. And so much about sports is like allegiance to the team. But then also so much about sports is like the individual competitiveness, right? How many goals are you scoring? What is your RBI? Like, what are you doing individually in this moment? That's really funny. Like, it just really is both an individual and a tribe game.
1: Which it's almost like um, working in baseball for so long. It's a team sport, but it's very individual. If it's the hitter, it's him and the pitcher, no matter what's happening. Whatever that guy's doing in first base or the outfield, that doesn't matter. If you if you clobber the ball, there's nothing they can do about it. It is merely you and the pitcher. And if you do clobber that. That's going to be a point for your team. So your individual success is going to help the outcome of the team.
0: Like, I know there's going to be a point where you're going to discuss what I want to discuss. And I'm like, I'm, I can't wait. Well, I fun. don't know what you want
1: to discuss. So go go right ahead.
0: No, no, Bring no, it we'll, to me. We'll get to it. It's going to be about strategy.
1: Ooh, strategy. You mean the same way that sports has had player managers where the same person writing out the strategy, calling in the who's going to come in and fill in is also a player? is that what you mean
0: not only that but the idea that like literally there are strategies behind every move you can make all a a lot of sports is about outsmarting the other person and getting ahead and maneuvering around them and not only that think about like baseball like think about how in a baseball game The pitcher has strategy when throwing the ball to the batter. It is literally not just about getting it down the middle each time. It is about tricking people and faking things out when you're stealing a base. Like, there is so much to, like, tricking people. When a quarterback snaps the ball and then turns out he runs instead of throwing it to somebody, like, literally, what is Survivor if not tricking people?
1: Into falling into your plan, including the most observational in all of these sports, they get to catch uh, like tells, or they get to notice a little pattern before a player throws the ball a certain way. They're like, "All right, well, he uh, he flipped this glove in this direction. That means it's a curveball." Or if you're a badass and you're a cheater, you can bang a trash can and let your your teammates know that a certain pitch is coming because you're watching it from a TV and you get a home run. You know, you could do that as well. Like you can cheat in baseball if you'd like. Uh you'll get in trouble for it, but you can do it and you'll still win a World Series and you know flags fly forever. So what are you gonna do?
0: I I very much know that my Houston Astros (laughs) friend Sophie is gonna be (laughs) pissed at that. Sorry,
1: Sophie. I I also uh so yeah the strategy element we could we could talk about that right uh all of these plays they're called with like hand signals with code names hands on, (laughs) on the shoulder you know, the typical way you call plays. So there, there's, of course, the strategy element, which can change depending how deep into the game you get. The deeper into the game you get, you've got less time. You, you've run out of your toolbox. You have less uh, 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 players to use or there's just less at your disposal. So you have to switch up the strategy. Seventh inning, completely different than the first, as is the fourth quarter.
0: I had never actually really considered, and I know that people who are who are sports fans, who are maybe Survivor fans, like let's say Jordan Kalish, right? I'm sure Jordan Kalish knows a ton about baseball and knows a ton about the strategy of pitching. But when you think about it, when you're trying to literally outsmart the other person by throwing them like curveballs and trying to make them feel like they are – being manipulated or thinking that something is going to happen and something doesn't happen and causing them to strike out. Or if you're the batter and you're like, well, I'm actually going to bunt right now to advance, like the strategy of advancing runners. It is not just hit the ball really far and hope that you make a run. Like so much of sports is about manipulation and about outsmarting the opposite side. And is that not what Survivor is? Is it not a game about outsmarting everybody else? Like... Hello.
1: love it all your senses are engaged and and it's also uh, and, and a big criticism that came out that uh, even if survivors of sports more of a game show right i don't know what it is that 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 encouraged or inspired that kind of commentary in that poll but since it came up like there think about your your typical sporting event program there are so many graphics there are so many commercials there are so many uh, like just a ticker going through flashbacks going back to uh, archival footage things they did in high school or in middle school or previous games so i, I mean like even even like the first episode of uh of survivor or time they're showing audition videos now that they've incorporated that into the show it, it makes me laugh because it reminds me of a lot of these football uh, opening uh, just the, the first couple of minutes of a, of a football game where they announce their name uh, and they say what school they went to, like uh, uh, Pat Mahomes University of, of Texas Tech, right, with their goofy name on there. And you get to give a shout out to their college. Uh, that's kind of like the uh, that's kind of like the audition video. But you get to know a little bit about where they're from. So uh, like even even the whole production side of things, hmm. very similar with the intro. The only thing Survivor can do is every time people have like hidden immunity al- idols, there should be a ticker on the bottom just to let them know what the score is. Because uh, it's hard to keep up as the audience sometimes.
0: I think I think like a vote count ticker would be really funny. Like yeah. It, it, you know, everybody had like an abbreviation for their name and that it was like, you know, like <laughs> you would be A-R-I, that it'd be like one vote against two. Or like me, and be like N-A-O, like one vote against, two vote against, just keep track. I tweeted it, but I got my parents, my parents are not survivor people, and I was watching the episode and my mom was literally holding up both of her hands. It was the first episode of Kageon. And she was just counting the votes against somebody, like by counting on different hands when somebody else got a vote. It was very funny.
1: And it's also um, very relatable. I do the yeah. same.
0: <laughs> just like, uh, who's got what kind of vote? Yeah. So I, I want to sort of think about this a little bit. So I used to work for an esports league, I used to work for the NBA 2K League um, as a production assistant. And that was sponsored by the straight up NBA like literally NBA executives would be there. And my question is like one, you know, what's the what's the debate about like esports and and if that is like a legitimate you know, sporting event and if we're dividing it by athletics, do esports become not sports and survivor becomes more of a sport because it is literally athletics. It is literally all physical exertion. This is what I'm like just kind of pontificating upon in, in this lovely rousing debate you've brought forward to my
1: point yeah well esports e- are sports and so is survivor at that point right we're testing endurance stamina communication one of mm. uh, the most important aspects of survivor or or any sport right yeah even, i mean you're not wrong and and even even to give a shout out right like uh, like people talk about survivor ratings but i always laugh because survivor gets better ratings than a than a typical MLB or or NBA game, right? The the Survivor finale is getting like 8 million viewers. Survivor regular show is getting like 5 million. Uh, One of the hottest games in the NBA during Christmas when everyone's home and not doing anything, you're at most, they get like 1 million viewers. You know what I'm saying? So there's definitely popularity. There's definitely room for growth. I think that's the next big step. Talking about growth, I think what really inspired this take and this podcast is We're on live reality games. The whole point is you get to play in some live reality games. Yeah. And I think the most fascinating things about having experienced a live reality game is just afterwards there, there actually, there actually is a sixth sense of like community. And I felt like after the experience was over I was at the bar after a a Sunday softball game with friends and we were just catching up, hanging out. We had some beers. We're talking about the game. We're getting to know each other a bit more and we're just shooting the shit, which is the whole point. community. So even though the whole point of a game like Survivor is to lie to someone and manipulate and trick, I I couldn't help but see the the, uh, just the sportsmanship side of things. And uh, it was just really cool to watch. And it completely changed how I look at this stuff. Even even just how I watch the show in general, it's just, uh, uh, it's different. It makes me feel like, no, we're all in this together, right? You know, uh, we, we're all doing our best, but at the end of the game, at the end of Little League, I'm going to shake your hand.
0: You know, I think live reality games, I think we should just, like, literally focus on that for a second because I think there's, there's so many moments to talk about, elements to talk about within the live reality games, like multiverse. One... Is the play-by-play, and and this is just true for Real Survivor too. But when you play an LRG, and you get and you get done with it, people are obsessed with talking about what could have been different. Marvel's What If, live reality games What If, like it, it is literally just sitting there being like, well, Ari, if you had voted for me, then maybe you could have been saved, or you know, Ari, if you had worked with me that round, then maybe we could have made it through together. And you're like, well, that that probably wasn't going to happen because that's not what happened, A- and. Is that not different from the fucking hour-long, like, recap of the game that happened and showing the slow-mo shots? Is it not any different from everybody having their Survivor recap podcast talking about, well, you know, is Tony the greatest of all time? Like, is it—are these not the same sort of analyses that we put on Survivor and sports?
1: constant podcast i mean how like as a sports fan growing up in new york one of the most famous radio stations is wfan and it's just like (laughs) in completely unhinged human beings calling in at like two in the morning uh criticizing the team uh, making uh, imaginary trades uh let's get rid of this player for that one and uh it's no different than what i've done in my life right Let's have let's have some uh, some some casts that I'd like to put together. Uh, let's uh, instead of playing some video games, let's put them together in a brand steel. Let's see what happens. So we have all these podcasts, radio call-in shows with feedback, opinions, just feeding the machine. And being in the sports industry for so long, if I've learned anything, it's that sports and the media they go together, right? The coverage, like who's covering this stuff? That there, there's literally content from ESPN where th- this is the format, if you're if you're ready. Someone like Stephen A. Smith, who's an ESPN personality, yeah. his job is to get people riled up. So he says something crazy. He'll say, yeah. uh, Naomi, best uh, basketball dunker I've ever seen. Then what happens is another player gets offended and has an opinion, states it on the record. Then we go to Naomi and we say, hey, Naomi, uh, Ari says you're not the greatest ever. Neither does Stephen A. Smith. And so now we get a reaction from a player caused by a, a crazy host from a TV show, and now we've created this whole cycle, this whole drama of everything that's been going on, based off of one nugget, one minute, one headline, one question, and it feeds this ESPN machine for minutes and hours on end, and it, and it covers a whole news yeah. cycle. Is, so, is that we-
0: almost not what Jeff Probst is kind of doing at Tribal Council. <laughs> yes, is that li- like Jeff Probst is literally like the announcer being like. So, Xandra, uh, I hear that people don't respect your game. Uh, how do you respond to that? Like, it's literally like the fucking post game, everybody's sitting in front of the freaking step and repeat and being like, whoa, we played, a little, we had a lot of heart out there, but sometimes <laughs> you just can't make it happen.
1: It's just, uh, Tribal Council is nothing but a press conference. <laughs> the only thing missing is a little Gatorade.
0: <laughs> yeah, Gatorade and like a, a freaking like, um, just like the weirdest sponsorship of all time in the background. Yeah, I Outback guess Steakhouse. Outback is, yeah, yeah, let's get
1: let's get Outback uh, in in a background.
0: Yeah, exactly. This segment brought to you by Outback Steakhouse. Outback Steakhouse. When you're here, you're family. Like it's just.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which, if if you've watched the first couple of seasons of Survivor, it's so heavy with sponsors. Yeah. Where I'm actually kind of shocked why they've gone away from that. Uh, I feel like more sponsors should be in. On survivor oh, more yeah. than ever right here's a was, an actual captive audience
0: it was pretty darn prominent on the season of uh survivor south africa which i can't recommend enough for people to watch even if you haven't watched any previous survivor south africa like it's it's good enough where it's like you can enter in and and, and enjoy it um
1: just, just to wrap things up with the play-by-play like talking about jeff Probst and final and tribal council in general he is he's the play-by-play guy he's the announcer mm-hmm. he is the commissioner he is the referee, the umpire, so he's a, you know, there's a, a lot the third of base
0: coach, all in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's all, he's all of it. So uh, <laughs> just to, he he cover like everything that we hate about refs and umps and the commissioner. He, he's all that wrapped into one.
0: Something else to talk about with the live reality games is I think that it's it's the idea of being the backseat driver. Like you don't realize how hard it is to play the game until you play the game and i think that after playing live reality games i have a lot more empathy for just everybody who plays survivor because you are a hundred like almost 99 not going to be the winner of your season and it is very hard to participate in something where you don't get the recognition of being a, a, a part of the outcome and i feel like not only in sports do you have like the superstar world there's like you know like a a football team of like a hundred people. And you're like, I only know who one of these people are, but also that, you know, if you play sports when you're a kid and you train and you start to realize that like, I am not good enough for the majors. I am not good enough at this. And it's all about learning and growing. And I think that allergies provide the same exact experience of learning about yourself and realizing that maybe you are not as good as you thought you were when you were sitting on your couch and watching Survivor and, and correcting how people play.
1: It's Very easy to get humbled. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with uh, – think about uh, like a, a, a typical sporting arena. It's filled with people that can't play. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with playing, uh, not being successful at it, but just enjoying the show
0: it's filled with people who can't play or you have people who double down and go, I know exactly what I would do. Like, Oh my God. And
1: and to the point of live reality games. So I, uh, I participated as uh, a helper uh, production side of things for a game that was played a few weeks ago. And what I found the most fascinating is that everyone to the T that as soon as they got eliminated, I would ask them one simple question. Would you play again? And then I followed up with, did you have fun? Every single, every single person, every single person said, yes, they would do it again. And yes, they had fun. So what does that tell me? Right. It's not about the losing. It's about what it's that competitive nature. Something brought something out of them where not only would they want to do it again, but even down to the first person eliminated, they stayed there from seven in the morning all the way to eight at night. They could not help it. They had. live sports is such a valuable commodity for sponsors and for marketing because people can't turn it off if you watch the game being played today tomorrow it's just not the same so if you're there watching it live being played out right in front of you it's like you're not only are you reading a book but you were a character in that book up until just a few minutes ago and you can't help but put it down you want to see how it ends you interacted with the characters you influenced those characters and even though you can't read the end, you're not in the final. You can see, you can see how it all, tra- uh, how it all plays out. And every single person at least stayed for a couple of hours, just just watching, sitting in the grass, having a couple of beers, hanging out with friends, commemorating with uh, law- fallen comrades, just like a sporting event.
0: It, so I've also participated. So I'll I'll give a shout out to Live to Give, but also I think you can see it when you watch survival challenge clips, which I've never been to. But at Live to Give, at a certain point. The entire audience was just there to watch the challenge. And the entire audience was there to watch Tribal Council. We look like we were in the drive-in theater. Because you are so captivated by what is happening right in front of your eyes. If if Survivor could have a live audience like Big Brother, I mean, look at Big Brother for Christ's sake. Like, Big Brother literally has people who are willing to sit there just to watch somebody leave the house. Like, these are spectator sports. If, If Survivor could have an audience in Fiji, people would show up. People would be there, no doubt about it. Like, let me look at the finale, right? Look at the live finale. And and that to me just proves that, like, when I see people watching fake survivor and they're sitting there in a spectator sport and whispering to each other, like, oh my god, what do you think is gonna happen? Like the way that like we in productions would talk about people in our group chats being like, Oh my god, this could totally happen, but this could totally happen. We are in for a blind side, ladies and gentlemen. You know, like you are excited to be an audience member. And is that not what – I was more – I've been more excited at every Survivor game I have been to than I was at the fucking Mets game I went to the <laughs> other day. Like, I, this shit was – I was fucking snooze fest compared to, like, real survi- like Survivor happening right in front of my eyes.
1: And Mets games are constantly telling you to make noise and to get loud.
0: <laughs> Let's get loud. <laughs> you know, there's also, I think, an element to Survivor, to LRGs, and, and to sports, which is, like – watching the greats go up against each other.
1: Let's go. Are you talking all-star games, all-star seasons?
0: I mean, who knows if this episode will come out before Survivor Brooklyn South All-Stars. But that is like my World Series because I know all of these people who are playing. I know that they're all really good Survivor players. And I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. And I cannot wait. Wait to see what happens. Uh,
1: the main difference is no one, not a single person watches any old seasons of major league baseball. No one's rewatching super bowls unless you're I I don't know, like a player or something, but everyone is rewatching old seasons of survivor.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Well, um, uh, now Naomi, is there anything I missed? Do you, do you have any objections or is there anything that sticks out at you in terms of saying, ah, eh, uh, this is one element I, I don't feel Survivor is much of a much of a sport on. Can can I answer anything? Mm. Can I overcome any hurdles or objections that come well, up?
0: Let's let's talk about the challenge for a second. Let's talk about challenges. Because to me, I think that people are gonna say, well, what's the direct correlation? And it would be the sporty part of of Survivor. Now, I do think that in many ways you can say, well, the the sports change all the time, right? Oh, there's different challenges each week. So how could it be the same sport over and over again?
1: All right. Maybe the easiest way to tackle is I feel like the main difference with Survivors is that it combines all the elements, all at once. Meanwhile, with the other sports, it might be more compartmentalized. For example, in football, there is running, there is throwing, there is catching. However... The same player is not doing all of it at the same time. So maybe the relay is, hey, you're the guy that uh, that analyzes the field, knows how to throw, knows the trajectory, and you're the person that should know how to read it. Uh, the person catching it simply doesn't have the same talent, the same skill, uh, isn't competing on the same level as as the quarterback, or the outfielder is not competing and doesn't even have the same skill set as the pitcher or the catcher. Uh, I just feel like it's just a different level of compartmentalizing the skills to be, to be successful in it. Some players can't hit home runs, but they can sure as hell steal a base. It's the element of your rewarding, uh, how do you get rewarded? And you're being rewarded by having different skills. Mm. That's all I've got.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's true. I mean, like you literally see people who are specialized in like punting and like, specialized in like oh this person's like a designated runner like lit, you know like are, are these not like very specific elements like if you're a goalie like you have a very different set of skills than uh than a defenseman or, or a lot like you yeah. know
1: you have a different job. Uh, yes. Your role is different. So we're talking team challenges, right? How do we divide team challenges, whether it's a relay or whether one player is more skilled at one aspect versus the other? You're never going to catch me doing puzzles. It's not my bag. It's not what mm. I do. I can run, probably. That's like a brain-dead thing I can do. I can run really fast, but I'm not doing puzzles. Uh, you know, I am uh, I can bump the ball, but I'm not going to be able to hit a home run. That's just the way it is. It's the kind of player I am. You know what I mean? You just have certain skill sets. Uh, It'll translate to some challenges, won't translate to others. And when it comes to the individual side, I mean, at that point, most of those challenges are a bit on the endurance, stamina, puzzle side. So uh, they they just fill different roles in terms of what what, what are we judging here?
0: Hmm. I feel like at the end of the day, like there is the physical exertion part of Survivor that is like without question difficult. And like, if you're going to look at it from purely the athletic side of things, there is a ton of physical exertion that exists in Survivor and in sports. And if you're going to look at it even more minutely, like, I'm I'm sure that like some challenges have gone longer than some sporting events, like literally, you know, like an 11 hour endurance challenge. But So like, let's look a little bit at the sort of outer rim of sports. Like not just, you know, the big like basketball, soccer, like football, whatever, but things like weightlifting competitions. When you think about the Olympics, and you think about there's martial arts and there's things like shot put and discus and like all this shit that's on the fringes. Right. Just even running. That is not like, you know, a major league sport. I've been I watching a lot of rock climbing. I love rock climbing. Like. You're going to say rock climbing is not a sport? Rock climbing is crazy. And they're on that wall for, like, two minutes at a time sometimes. Or it's all about, you know, getting somewhere the fastest. And, like, a lot of the times that is what a survivor challenge is about, right? Get Finish your puzzle first. Like, do this the fastest. Cross the finish line first. It's sort of a discount to say that, like, well, you know, Survivor's easier. Like, it's just a little bit of a game and then it's over. Like, okay, bitch, cling to a pole. Go ahead. You do
1: it. (laughs) And and even even on the the subject of fringe, like uh, cricket games. Right. Some of those games, they'll last three to five days. So uh, it's not even a time limit thing. Right. (laughs) Like it's nothing to do with the time. Uh, most and, and most cricket games, I mean, look, n- nobody understands cricket, right? Like you got to understand what a crump it is to understand cricket, but some, most games, they last about six hours as long as hell. Now, Naomi, it sounds like I overcame everything. Any, anything else I can tackle and go over? Cause it sounds like I'm a winner here. I think I won the argument Did I win.
0: Well, so let, let, let me try and drum up the, you know, the antithesis to the hot take. Survivor is a game show, but also I don't think Survivor is a game show. Like, can we just talk about this for a second? Like, a game show is about, like, like you're at war with each other, but you're also at war with production in a way. Like, when you're playing Jeopardy, the questions are designed by somebody else and, like, you're – no, that's not – like, I'm just trying to think of, like, the idea of a game show because I feel like a game show is kind of reductive to what Survivor is – but I don't know how to like articulate, let's look up, let's, let's Google game show. Because, so I had tweeted out, is survivor a sport? And my results right now um, are currently at uh, kind of 38%, no 36%, yes, 25%. Um, and my friend Jackson responded, sport, uh, w- with the Google definition of sport, an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against each other or others for entertainment. And that Jackson said, yes. And I would agree with them a thousand percent. Like, I mean, here's the interesting thing, actually, Ari, I would not say Big Brother is a sport.
1: It is not a sport.
0: I would say Survivor is a sport, but Big Brother is not a sport. And I would say the Amazing Race is a
1: sport. Let's talk about the differences then, because I agree. Big Brother is not a sport. Is it the challenges that Big Brother has that are just too random? Uh, I feel like there's an element of of, uh, autonomy with Survivor on some level, right? Mm. It feels like there's too much up to chance with Big Brother.
0: I also feel like because Big Brother is an individual game like almost from the beginning that you can never be a part of a team where your weaknesses are potentially highlighted. And you can also never really be part of uh, a game where if you are physically letting down the team you might be a weakness to to your side but on the other chance like it, you know you might not get to play in all the you might not get to play in the veto competition for like weeks like what is it like poor nicole anthony or something you not get to play like you i would honestly that's honestly like the biggest gripe i have with big brother is like that If I went on the show, I might not get to play at all the competitions. And, like, I want to play in all the competitions in the show that I'm on. Even if I just wuss out in the first ten minutes, right? But, like, in Survivor, it's so much more of a physical effort to win. And it is so much more about, like, the – Maybe people will disagree with this, but I just can't see Big Brother as a sport. And I think maybe it's because so much of the game is played while relaxing and and chilling out. And you know, maybe in Survivor you're chilling out, but you're also like fucking starving. You know, like there is an exertion there, no
1: matter what. Yeah, no, no Gatorade, no Gatorade on uh, on Survivor. And no lounge
0: chairs on Survivor. You know. Nope. Although maybe they could I'm glad
1: you're a bigger Big Brother fan than me, because I feel like I completely miss the whole uh, veto thing. <laughs> you may go home and you had nothing to do. Like you, you didn't even have a chance to save yourself. Not yet. Maybe, you, maybe you, that's you, my uh, maybe that's my big drawback. I don't I don't know. I'm just trying to do the comparison here. It just feels like. Uh, how does that compare to Survivor? I I can't think of any situations on Survivor. I mean, I guess uh, you go to tribal immediately after another uh, or you merge two tribes to have one tribal.
0: Like you do the sit-out bench, but that's still like you electing to sit out. Like you would always have the opportunity to participate. Correct. If if you choose to. Um, I don't know. This is like, this is fun. I can't wait to hear people's feedback on this part of it.
1: Um, yeah, and how about the amazing race side of things? We could tackle that one as well. Yo, a I little love bit different. Race. It's a relay race, right? A lot, a lot of things do depend on. Uh, can you get a plane ticket? But I guess those are the rules of the game, right?
0: Yeah, but also like a lot of it's changed now because uh, because you can't really do that with airlines anymore.
1: You can on just, like, rails randomly you're following yeah. their instructions.
0: And, and, you know, they used to do it up until like 2008, 2009, but I think that travel is just so difficult nowadays to like, you know, fly to wherever. And, you know, you can book it on your phone and and check, you can go to Google flights and see immediately like which flight's going to leave Paris earlier. Um, but now on the amazing race, they're doing this thing where they're taking charter flights to the locations because of COVID. And in my opinion, that just makes it almost more like a race where it's like, you just got to get to the finish line and you win. Like, and you pass this round, or you qualify for the next round, and uh, all, you know there's so many challenges on The Amazing Race that are all about like mental fortitude, or strength, or, or endurance, or whatever. Um, that it, it's constant; it's near constant. Like they are barely taking breaks on The Amazing Race, and maybe that is part of why to me, Big Brother it just Big Brother doesn't have the breaks. Big Brother or Big Brother doesn't has too much of a break rather than the amazing race um i mean it's literally in the name it's literally a fucking race and our, is race is not sports if you're gonna tell me that fucking like nascar and f1 are sports which i'll give it to you but you have to give me survivor in the amazing race
1: Agre- got it i think we're on the same page i i definitely want to hear from other people because a lot of the feedback that i got was um that you can't uh, you can't practice you can't recreate you can't be better at survivor but as we know with lrgs live reality games that's not true right you can technically hone your skill and uh, if you're lucky enough to have it recorded you can watch some game tape and be a scout and try to improve and be better for the next time
0: like literally you can play survivor all the time whether it's online or like in in person and you can get better at your social skills or you can be like David Wright and fucking copy every fucking puzzle that was ever made (laughs) to give yourself an advantage. You can watch back the tapes. You can literally do your research. It's, it's so similar. And that's the thing is like, maybe, maybe you're going to sit there and say, well, I don't think it's like baseball or hockey or football or soccer or whatever, but I don't think you can deny the fact that like, there is a lot of strategy and physical uh fortitude and like mental agility that goes into playing survivor i know that everybody fucking is obsessed with tom brady or whatever but it's not just because he can throw a ball really far it's because he has like the mental because he can like fucking look at a field and be like i know exactly where this ball is gonna go and how it's gonna get to the end zone like you watch people because they're really high level at what they do not just because that they can like fucking like lift up 40 pounds and like throw it however far, i don't fucking know what sport i'm talking about anymore but you know what i mean
1: like it's <laughs> for the same reasons we like denise right uh, yeah. survive, uh has a lot of skill in maneuvering the same reasons we like uh tom brady is the same reason that we like uh you know tom westman right <laughs> knows how to just finesse it you know
0: yeah so, right? when you think about people coming back to play sometimes you have bad seasons sometimes you have a shit performance you come back and you rebound or you you win a super bowl or fucking whatever like i I don't know Uh,
1: and we all everyone's familiar with the uh, the sophomore slump you know rookie player kicks ass does well second year comes up everyone knows the moves knows the strategy behind the the player in their second year and they don't they're not as good anymore we know how to pitch to him. We know, we know how to tackle this guy. We know that he has a tell. Uh, and so it sounds like we're all on the same page. We're agreeing that sports is very similar. So to wrap this up, Naomi, I think mm-hmm. what I want to do is do a bit of a comparison, uh, an homage to the late, great, timeless George Carlin in a bit I'd like to call baseball versus survivor. Let's, uh, w- let's find the differences between the two sports, right? We've got baseball. 19th century pastoral game. We've got Survivor, a 21st technological game. In baseball, you wear a cap, baseball cap. On Survivor, you wear a buff. Baseball's played on a diamond in the park, the great American ballpark in Cincinnati. Survivor is played on the treacherous waters of the South China Sea, where you battle the elements in sweltering heat with temperatures reaching over hundred degrees and a habitat to venomous snakes, sharks, and the only thing standing between you and a fucking lion are some pointy sticks. Baseball begins in the spring. Survivor premieres in the fall where everything is dying. In baseball, you can hit a foul ball to stay alive. On Survivor, you need to hold your breath and make a wind tunnel with your hands to stay alive, or risk getting waterboarded. On Survivor, to prove lo- your loyalty, you may need to go to rocks. In baseball, you deploy the Sacrifice Bunt. Bloop! On Survivor, you suffer a devastating blindside. The tribe has spoken. In baseball, you make an error. Whoops! Baseball has the seventh inning stretch. Survivor has the merge. Congratulations. You can now enjoy all these saltine crackers while everyone is out to get you. Baseball has no time limit. We don't know when it's gonna end. We might have extra strings Survivor is rigidly timed and it will end even if we need to go to fire. And baseball is a bit of a picnic feeling, you know? You're chilling, have some brews, emotions may go up and down. You you barely clapped, Naomi. But on Survivor, you can guarantee that at least 27 times a day, you are perfectly capable of taking the life of another human being, preferably someone on the opposite alliance. But to wrap things up, Survivor is actually better than all the sports because the main difference is that everyone can play any age, any gender, any demographic, anyone can win. Even when the math and the stats and the odds are stacked against you, anyone can win. And that's why it's not just a sport, but the best one. Thank you for your time, Naomi.
0: Amen. Amen. Um, That was great. I'm, I'm fully Team Ari Ferrari here. My question to you, Ari, now, when's the last time you watched School of Rock?
1: Never. Disgusting.
0: Disgusting!
1: Does, do bits and pieces count? Kind of. I know I know, I like know the lot. movie exists.
0: Well, not only do I have a DVD of it, but... Um, well, it was on Netflix, but I think it got taken off. Or it might be on Netflix and it was on HBO. Either way, I would highly recommend. A.J. Norris did not like it, but I think that, you know, many other people... It's a beloved Mike White film, um, so... Highly wrecked checking it out.
1: I'll, uh, I'll go check the dark web. See if, uh, see if we got any links for uh, School of Rock. Oh, there's one. All right. We're in.
0: All I'll right. holler at you when I watch it. All right. what's going on with you? What should people check out if they want to get more iconic Ari Ferrari content?
1: <laughs> That's very interesting. All right. Well, I think maybe uh, I used to hate Instagram, but I like it now. It's a lot of fun. Follow me at R-E-L de Jesus. It's the letters R and l and then the heysu look it's just me posting photos right so who cares who cares about that but if you actually want to watch me compete and play survivor I actually been in one it's airing now survivor Philly and uh you can actually watch someone that's really into like like the whole sports element of it compete so uh, you've heard me talk why don't you watch me uh, watch me compete survivor Philly on YouTube subscribe like and uh and enjoy it's a lot it was a lot of fun
0: Yes. I, I cannot recommend enough. Uh Alex and everybody does an amazing job on that uh production. Also, my favorite thing is just that like you literally got like two hours of sleep, if anything, before that season started. And it's like me and Felipe and Jacob and Nicole's fault.
1: <laughs> I was hanging out with really good friends, the kind of people, the kind of people whose company are so good, it makes you almost cancel playing the game. Yeah. Uh, but, but also, Naomi, why don't you team me up for uh, uh, for another appearance? I'm going to be having. Uh, when is the premiere of Survivor New York?
0: Undecided. Um, no, but I, I okay. I, do co- I have a couple Survivor New York things to plug. But I also say that if you're not listening to International Survivor Cast, their coverage of Philly always cracks me up. They are not only friends of the pod, but just just in general, great people, great podcasters. And they also talk about Survivor New York and their coverage of Survivor New York is super funny too love survivor philly i uh have some exciting survivor new york news though so we've released our opening title sequence which is amazing um lots of shit's getting posted on instagram i'm back with the vengeance but also we are going to be debuting pretty soon a survivor new york episode one first look with some bonus content that will not make it into episode one so if you want to see ari and 17 other fantastic Survivor players participate in the Survivor game of a lifetime. Check out Survivor New York, Bannerman Island, YouTube.com slash C slash Survivor New York, where uh, the drama is guaranteed from the drop of the hat. So, like, definitely tune in.
1: Not only drama, but uh, uh, ta- speaking of weather, uh, you know, uh, I mentioned earlier in baseball, we have rainouts. outs. Uh, there's no rain delays. No rain no delays. Bring delays in Survivor. Bring delays on Survivor. It doesn't matter if there's a hurricane happening. You play anyway. Game is a oh flip. my gosh.
0: Exactly. And there's crying in Survivor. And you know what? I'm happy for it. I don't care. Like, no crying in baseball. Fuck it. There should be crying in baseball. I cry. <laughs> oh, and in case you don't know, hello, Naomi here again to say that I uh, have some podcast on silent podcast i literally just did the challenge podcast with carrie and katie they are so fun it was a great time challenge usa um and you can also check out me talking about lots of live reality games over the live reality games network and most importantly if you have not yet i can't imagine you didn't but please listen to the mike white was robbed episode with mike white because that's the most insane thing in the entire world i can't believe it still exists um i've gotten such lovely feedback if you want to leave this podcast a five-star review, I would highly recommend that you do because I read them and it makes people very happy. So do that. That that's my recommendation for you. And thank I you clocked, to everyone who was super nice about uh, me getting to talk to Mike White.
1: I clocked out of work just to listen to that. That was amazing. <laughs> I thought it was the series finale to even be sitting here is an, is a true honor <laughs> to, to listen to Mike White.
0: I think this isn't a perfect hot take to sort of like <laughs> bring it all back around to a new, new series of, of, my fight was robbed
1: and and speaking of that i will tease you i I will leave you with one last thing i have another hot take and it has to do with survivor in sports my next one how are we going to turn a one-day game into a professional sport that happens (laughs) once a week it's happening i have it all time i have it all laid out i have a business plan
0: but we'll tease it we'll talk
1: about that some other time naomi
0: We'll talk about it another, another time, another day, another Michael It Was Robbed episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening, Ari. Thank you for being here. Where, where should people follow you online, by the way?
1: Uh, on Instagram, Ariel Jesus. On Twitter, at Ari Ferrari. Uh, I like to retweet my friends nowadays, but uh, catch up with me there. Uh, tweet at me. Message me. Holler at me. Let me know what y'all think. Let me know if I missed anything in terms of uh, where did I go wrong? Is Survivor Sport? Let me know. I want to. It's
0: going to be in the liner notes. Don't you worry. S- literally swipe on your podcast app. Look, I have it right there for you. So check out everything Ari is up to. Okay. All right. Let's get out of here. Let's go watch some good old fashioned baseball.
1: Or something. Adios. I'm taking Bye. A